0: world of warcraft community is the best community ever it is so good on how much it's helped solidify friendships you know like the third faction is the important is truly the most important because we all have a say in it hello and welcome to the third faction this is not our normal third faction show this is a Demi Does Nine Point One Law Speculation show. You won't be hearing from anybody else because this is just me. <laughs> um, in a this is what I would term kind of a bonus edition of the show. Um, basically, I had so many law speculation thoughts buzzing around my head after the Nine Point One reveal. Um. yesterday's blizzcon line that i felt i had to uh talk to you all about it basically it would have been a very long very tedious twitter thread it could have gone on the blog on the third third faction website but nobody would have seen it (laughs) so i asked brico if he had any problem with me doing a little special one-off and he said absolutely not get on with it get to it so here we are It is Saturday the 20th of February 2021, it's about quarter to two in the afternoon here in the UK and I am just sitting at my desk, listening to my kiddo play Rocket League and speculating wildly on all the stuff that we saw and heard yesterday in the 9.1 cinematic and the Shadowlands What's Next panel. So I thought, yeah, let's have a little chat about it. Please do let me know what you think, how you felt about the cinematic. I had a very strong um, emotional reaction. I was fucking livid um, when I saw what had happened to Anduin. Um, partly because I didn't want this expansion to turn into Wrath 2.0. Um, and partly because I also don't want to see Sylvanas redeemed. Um but at this point, I'm not really sure how they cannot redeem her. Anyway, let's get into a few of these bits and pieces, shall we? So, one of the things that I noticed, and this is largely thanks to Noble commenting on it in his uh, reaction video, which you can find on YouTube. When Claire flies into um, Elysian Hold, she says there is a mortal here. And the Archon's like, well, yeah, we've seen a lot of mortals, you know, not a big deal. Claire says he's a king. And for some reason, that makes him stand out more. Now, Noble said, well, why are kings more important than mortals? I think it's because it makes him stand out against Arthas. And yes, I am going to harp on about these parallels because they are all over there. Blizzard are liter- literally bonking us on the head here with all the parallels to Arthas. Um so if you're not on board with that, probably not a good time. Um like I said, I did not want this expansion to turn into Wrath 2.0. Um and I am hopeful that this is exceptionally good writing and it's not going to turn into that. Um and maybe we can dive into that in a in a different one, but I believe it's important that Anduin is marked out as a king because it makes him different to Arthas. Arthas was only ever a prince whilst he was still in his full human form, if you like. Before he became the lich king, he was a prince. He was never crowned a king. So I think that that is one of the reasons that they have marked out that and specifically put that in there. Um... One thing I did want to ask is, is if anybody else heard those, I think it was maybe only like one or two bars of the Invincible music when we see Uther look at Anduin. The music just cuts for a second and they drop in a couple of bars of Invincible. Um, You know, just to hammer home that Uther is looking at Anduin and going, oh, it's Arthur's. you know, in case you missed him touching the wound on his chest. Or, you know, the comparisons between the blonde-haired, light-wielding paladins and priests. It's there again for you. Like I say, they are hammering us over the head with these uh, parallels. Um, And then when we come out of the cinematic, uh, we've got the panel. And the guys literally say, taking the fight to the jailer's doorstep. Now, if that isn't a callback to when we first head up to Northrend and stand at the Wrathgate, I don't know what is. Now, we know that there is a new memory of the Wrathgate um, going to be in there. So, I, you know, it's a definite callback. And they've deliberately chosen those words in that presentation to make us think that. Which, frankly, I'm quite excited about, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm rolling between being really cynical and really angry and uh, and worried that we are getting... Wrath 2.0 and really hype that they're going to give us something completely different. Um, and don't get me wrong, I loved Wrath, you know, it was the expansion I started playing the game in. I obviously main a death knight, but I, you know, I want to see a fresh story. So um, that's why I was, I'm still holding out that we don't get Wrath 2.0. Anyway, uh, then they also talk quite heavily and basically tell us that the Eye of the Jailer is odin's eye so are we going to see odin again are we going to get another confrontation between him and helia will one of them actually kill the other this time instead of just banishing each other to various places i am not sure it would be interesting but i'm not sure um i don't think odin really wants to come back to the shadowlands um he's already left his eye behind i don't think he wants to leave the rest of him here and then they talked about the Sanctum of Domination, which will be our raid in 9.1. We don't actually, we didn't actually get a date yet for 9.1. Maybe they'll reveal that today. Um, I think they're holding off because they don't actually have one, which is fine. It gives me more time in Nathria. But they talked about the bosses and they said, yes, yeah, Sylvanas will be a boss. But I would also put money on. That prince again, I reckon Arthas will be in there as a boss because they described it as the jailer's personal torture sanctum. He's up in there wielding his truncheons and whacking people on the head and God knows what else. Because they're the people that have disappointed him the most. Which is why I think Arthas could very well be in there. I also think we could see a dreadlord in there for the very same reasons. Potentially Varimathras largely because of his ties to Sylvanas I think he it's a, there's a strong law case for him to be in there um but there are dreadlords who have only shown up in passing uh maybe that some some of those could be in there but I definitely think well I I think there's a strong strong chance we'll get a dreadlord as well as Arthas uh one of my buddies Verdi, aka Retake Control suggested that we could see Garrosh in there um because we obviously haven't yet seen him and we expected to see him in Revendreth. So I guess there's potential that he could have gone to the moor um and been flung out into the moor and we could see him in there. I I'm not sure. Um, but you know, it's a it's a valid it's a valid suggestion because we haven't seen him yet. You know, he was there in the afterlife, but we haven't actually in the afterlife short. And also in the actual afterlife, of course. Um, But we haven't actually seen him in game yet. So yeah, I think there's some merit to that. Um, And then we'd obviously have to find out how he got there. And what would Sylvanas think about Garrosh rocking up in her, you know, what is now her domain? Hmm, that could be quite interesting, actually, now that I think about it. Are we going to kill Sylvanas? Well, I'm going to go on the side of no i think we will get her to like 25 30 percent and then she'll say something like if you kill me you will never re- you will never um reclaim your little lion or something like that i th- i definitely think there could be a uh battle of desire law type split here where you go in um where she has different voice lines for horde and alliance it's not it's not I take that back it's not going to be like Desara law in that you switch factions because the horde still wants to kill Savannahs anyway now um but i think she may have a different voice line um for each faction because you know i'm not being funny but the horde aren't really as attached to anduin as the alliance so i think she you know we will get her down to 20 20- 20 25 30 percent and she will have this voice line where she says you know if you kill me you will never free your little lion and at that point we stop hitting her and we somebody maybe it's bolvar i don't know somebody from one of the major law characters asks her well how could you possibly help us how could we trust you Blah 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 and then she will go on to explain and she'll end up you know Coming out of the Sanctum of Domination with us. Back to Oribos. And will then be free of the Jailer's control. Possibly. It's one way it could go. But I think she will definitely... Uh, we won't kill her. And she will definitely be used as our key to rescue Anduin. Uh, does Sylvanas become the replacement Jailer? I'm, I don't know. I think... It could be her or Bolvar. I think she's a more likely candidate. And I've said this for a while. I think she is a more likely candidate. But then I don't know where that leaves Bolvar. Or maybe one of them goes and heads up Revendreth. But you've got Renathal in place for that. So I don't really think you could usurp him with somebody who's just stepped in from a living realm. To come and replace one of the second in command in the Shadowlands. Um, Could she become the Jailer? Yes, possibly. Uh, like I say, I think she's more a more likely candidate than Bolvar. But you could also apply the argument that I just said: if she's just stepped in from Azeroth, how can she take on all that power? Who knows? Who knows where Sylvanas' story will end? But it's not done in nine point one. That I am quite sure of. She is going to come back again. Maybe she'll be a bit of an Azjara figure. Who knows? Then we got this news about the mega dungeon and the bit that um caught my ear about that was the word that they used used to describe the second half of the mecha dun- mega dungeon Mecha dungeon that tells you I was thinking about uh, mechanomes where they say it includes a heist chasing somebody who has stolen a powerful artifact. Well who do we know that has recently been going around the eastern kingdoms cataloging powerful artifact and who also happens to love a heist? That would be none other than our bestie, Flynn Fairwind. Now, is he going to make an appearance in the Shadowlands? Dunno. Sounds like the sort of thing he'd be interested in, though. And I think that would be a really cool segue to get Flynn and Shaw having some more banter in the Shadowlands. I think that would be really good fun. I don't know if they're going to do it, though. I I think it it seems like a bit of a shoe in but, you know, hey, I could be wrong. Uh, as to who will replace the Archon, there are words that maybe Uther will do it. I'm not 100% sold on that. Um, I, I, it, That just doesn't fit for me. I'm not sure that they will replace the Archon. I'm not sure that we will get to the end of this expansion and they will do anything like that. I think potentially every single head of a Covenant could be gone. By the end, and they will just there will not be this machine of death um in quite the same way. Um I if there is, then yes, I think Uther could potentially be the only person, but again, he's just coming from Azeroth. Why would we why would they say, Yeah, we're gonna let you rule our covenants that have been here for eons of time when you've just stepped in from this mortal realm? they am mm, not convinced. I'm not convinced. It just doesn't sit well for me. Uh, and then we come on to the speculation from the Whispers of Ilganoth. And I think it's pretty widely accepted now that the boy king that is referred to in the Ilganoth Whispers is Anduin. Um, And it is to- we are told that he is going to tell us three lies. So is that he has in quotation marks, joined the jailer, the first of those three lies. I think that uh, it could potentially be that he, you know, he has to play it. He has to give in to that role so completely that we believe it and then it turns out to be a lie. That I would like that he, you know, I, we see in that cinematic that he's still in there but he's not fight. you know, I would not say that he is fighting The jailer particularly effectively and the only person that has fought him the most effectively was bolvar um you know bolvar had glowing red eyes because he did not give in to the jailer's influence in the helm of domination until sylvanus came to claim it and then he drew on the power um he has been the most effective at holding that at bay Now, that's not to say that Arthas wasn't trying to. I just don't think he was as effective. And I don't think Anduin is as effective as Bolvar was either. So, yeah, I'm just spitballing here. These are all just ideas. It's all speculation. You know, somebody else might have spotted something that I missed. Because as we're watching these things, we get very excited. We get very emotional. It's all very subjective you might disagree with me completely and that's absolutely fine um please do reach out to me on twitter though at demeternoth d-e-m-e-t-e-r-n-o-t-h let me know what you think let me know your speculation your spoilers you can also uh email the show on the third faction show at gmail.com and you can head over to the show website at the third faction uh Sorry, the email is at gmail.com yeah. And the website is thethirdfaction.com. I'm getting all confused. It's because I've done this without a script. I've literally like made some notes and spitballed it all because I just wanted to get it out to you guys um, so that we can have a chat and get some speculation and enjoy it all while it's fresh. Fresh and hot, baby. So, yeah, this has been an edition of Demi Does. And we will now return you to your regular scheduled programming. Suffer well.